Good morning, everybody. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So, yeah, I was, uh, you know, just up kind of checking the world, seeing what's going on. I don't watch a lot of television news. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Um, But I do uh, listen to the news. I do watch the news. And I try to keep up with things. I read the news. I try to keep up with things that way. And um, I am more alert today because I actually got some sleep. Um, Just handed my mom off to uh, the caregiver. So I don't know what she's going to find. But she was pretty hostile and and fighting with me about underwear last night. So I just let her be. And uh, she didn't turn off her light to go to sleep till about 2 a.m. And I only saw that because I had a weird dream and I had awakened. But I was about to go in there and see what was going on. She turned off the light. I was like, no way. I'm not waking her up. This is great. Good night. And so, um, yeah, I was able to get up and go to work and not have to do any caregiving. Hooray. Someday soon that will be my life, and I look forward to it. Listen, I love my mom, but this is this is hard, and I'm over it. Um, especially with the fall. With her falling, I have to follow her around all the time. And you don't realize how much you're not living your own life and the things you're not getting done when you're following someone around all the time. Back to my original message. So I was looking around, and I was uh, checking out some uh, some news. And uh, basically, if you own an iPhone, you're going to want to do the update. But as soon as you do the update, you want to go into uh, the AirDrop. You're going to go to settings, go into AirDrop and get rid of that uh, bring phones together thing. Because otherwise, when you walk into a room, you can share all your information with somebody. I don't know why they would put that Who somebody else who has an iPhone. And I'm sure that's not the complete detail, but it sounds like it is. Like you can just be in close, get close to them and tap their phones. And then all of a sudden you guys have exchanged information. Well, that is not what you want to do. I work in law enforcement. That is not what you want to do. You do not want to be walking in rooms uh, and have people get close to you and pick up all your contact info. That's not smart. It's not safe, especially if you got kids. People give their kids these iPhones. Don't do it. Do what I'm saying. Do the update. Share this information with as many people as possible. Do the update because you need those security fixes, but you also want to make sure you go to settings, go into AirDrop, and uncheck that bring phones together thing. Instead of making it so that it's the opposite, they made it so it's automatically on, and you don't want that. That's not safe. I would never recommend doing that. Um, The other thing I heard someone mention today about all the layoffs and all the stuff going on. Listen, the American economy, the global economy right now is in some sort of weird reset. And I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody wants to talk about it for real. I don't think anybody wants to say anything, but we're in an odd place. Like I keep saying, we've got all these elderly people. So that was always going to happen. And it's not just us. You know, there's there's a reason why Portugal and Italy and places are begging people to move there because they don't have enough young people. China messed up. They they have a lot of people, but a lot of them are old now and they have mostly men with no women to procreate with uh, because they didn't want girls. Remember, 
you could have one child and they terminated girls. Yeah. So now you have an uneven society with a whole bunch of men and there's not enough women to marry and have families with. I follow this uh, couple on YouTube. He, he met an African woman and they have a beautiful son and family and they live in, in rural China. She's from like Uganda. It's wild. So we're not having the conversation about aging because everybody who's in charge is old too, like Biden. And I don't think Trump is going to be president. I just don't. I could be wrong, of course. I did not enjoy his first tenure. But I will say that uh, that attention he paid to, it was his style that I couldn't stand. And I think most people don't like him because of that. But he wasn't wrong about the wall. I'm not understanding why Biden is just letting all these people flood into the to the southern part of the United States or to, to the through across the border, the Texas border for sure. And I don't think anybody thinks about it because we just assume they're all Mexicans. But what if they're not? What if they're from countries that wish to do the United States harm? How hard it would it be to just go to Mexico and cross into the border and you're not actually Mexican? No one's telling us what nationality these people are. And no one's telling us what they want to accomplish once they get here. Because I don't know if anybody's paying attention. America right now is in a bit of a, a shit show. You know, things are extraordinarily high. Uh, it's harder and harder to do anything. Banks aren't really lending money. So as somebody who's trying to scale a business, I'm I'm trying to come up with clever ways uh, to stay afloat. Because I have a, actually a very good business model for car rental. But, you know, how am I going to buy cars at these interest rates? It doesn't make sense. It's it's counterintuitive. You're not going to make any profit. But, you know, I think right now, if you have resisted this whole notion that you're just going to have one great job for 40 years and retire, and if you resist that notion, which most people under 60 for sure have started to, uh, and get yourself multiple income streams. You know, I know that it always sounds bleak, but uh, get yourself some rental properties. Uh, find yourself a service that you can do. And let's be honest, who wants to re- retire at fucking 65 anyway? I mean, I get that people get tired of going to work, but what are you going to do with your day? I just talked to a friend of mine who retired. Uh, she's in her early 60s. And she just retired, and she's bored to tears. My mom was bored to tears. She's still bored with uh, not working. It's as demented and addled as her brain is, she talks about work constantly. Um, well, I don't. I'm not saying work because you just have to, but I'm not saying also like don't like just don't stop living your life. Like oh, I don't work anymore, and because you can be alive so much longer. You can be alive easily for another 20 years after you retire. My mom retired in 2006. It's now 2024. And if she wasn't sick, she'd really be bored. There's no reason to just absolutely do nothing is what I'm saying. And I don't want to retire like that. I'm not even thinking about retiring. My only goal is to retire from working from other pe- for other people. 
and then live the rest of my life as an entrepreneur. Doing it backwards, because I always thought that I would live my life as a filmmaker and then go teach film somewhere. But, you know, that was, I guess, just a just a fantasy because <laughs> I didn't understand economics. I didn't understand. I grew up thinking my life was going to be like a John Hughes movie. It didn't occur to me like, oh, you know, I don't have a family that can just, you know, float me uh, some cash and, and help me live a great life. Like, I just didn't understand. It wasn't even the family thing, really. I I just didn't understand that, you know, money just didn't appear to people. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I came from people who who gave me advice that always was like, you know, you got to get out here and work. And working is like, you know, indentured servitude, slavery. I mean, yes, we make more money than obviously slaves made, but we're not. We are definitely stuck inside a very large hamster wheel when it comes to what we can and cannot do with our funds. And I think it's important that you you find your inner entrepreneur. It's a reason why they don't teach you entrepreneurship in school. It's a reason why they don't encourage you to have your own businesses and do your own things. And it's not conspiratorial. They really want workers. Well, it's been challenging to create a bunch of workers because there's no uh, factories anymore. And you could work a factory job and make really good money. In my lifetime, there were people who worked in factories well into the 80s. I think that went away with Bill Clinton. I think NAFTA really sealed the deal on on uh, factory jobs and things being made in America. And, um, you know, you could you could really, really work a good job and make a lot of money, do well. And that went away probably by the 90s. And now people are struggling to figure out, well, how can I offer a service? I'm like, college isn't my thing. My family can't afford to send me to college or whatever the reason is. College just isn't your bag. Okay, how can we supplement that money? Because they tell you going to college is going to give you all this money. And and you will make some money. But if you spend $350,000 on undergrad, then no, you are not getting a good return on your investment. That's not, that's not, that's not smart. That's not, mm-mm, that's not it. So we have to figure out these new and inventive ways. I'm telling people, I tell people all the time on this podcast, if you want to really be a hero, be a plumber. Nobody is more excited to see the plumber than the family that's, you know, having issues when the drain is backed up or the toilet won't flush or the something is this and that. I mean, plumbers, it's not sexy, but people love to see the plumber coming. HVAC, people love to see you come fix the air conditioner when it's hot. You know, I remember being super elated when the heating company guy came out and, you know, we didn't have heat. He couldn't get the piece. He came out on a Sunday, and he could not get the piece until Monday morning. We slept with space heaters, and when he showed up Monday morning, it was fantastic. You know, you you love the the uh, heat guy when you look at the, the the thermostat, and it's like 32 in your house. So these are good jobs. They're not going to be replaced by AI they're not going to go away, and people need them. 
be of service. Figure out what people need and do that. I was talking to this guy at work, and he doesn't strike me as the hardest working cat, so I just got frustrated. But he was talking about, well, yeah, I was thinking about opening a, a restaurant because he likes chicken and chicken wings. I said, okay, well, what's holding you back? You know they don't give us any money. And I'm like, dude, are you talking about making chicken wings? You don't need no bank for chicken wings. You need to get off your ass, cook some fucking chicken wings, sell them at these clubs when they let out, you know, out the trunk of your car. People will buy all of that fucking chicken, and then you can get yourself a food truck if that's what you want. People are full of shit. That's the biggest problem with America, for sure, is nobody, not nobody, but, you know, a lot of people talk a lot of shit, and they don't want to do anything. And they want to blame white people or whoever for not giving them money or whatever. You know, I'm not blaming anybody. I need money for cars and I just need to come up with a solution because I don't want to pay these giant interest rates. It's ridiculous. But if I had a tangible product like chicken, where I can go buy a whole bunch of chicken and you don't even have to do that. If you're too lazy to, to hustle and sell chicken out the trunk, or make plates and sell them, you know, but you people will buy chicken from you. You can make a Facebook page and say, every Friday, come here, I'm making chicken. And people will show up and buy chicken, and then you can take that cash and go open a business. I don't understand that. So then, if you don't want to do that, now you have TikTok and YouTube. You can stand there and make the chicken and live stream yourself with this chicken and people will show up when you say hey this Saturday if you like what you saw I'm going to be selling chicken at X show up here and you know say you saw the video you get 10% off something like that you know the money is out here for you if you want it that's all I'm saying it's out here if you want it so I'm not saying sit up and be scared about all the changes that are about to happen because there are going to be many, many changes. A lot of y'all thinking you're about to retire at 65. You're not. And I don't know why you want to, but if you if you really are sick or disabled, okay, I get that. But if you just see yourself not working, I don't understand that because you're going to get bored and you're going to need more money because people are out living their retirement and... They can keep you alive. If you've learned nothing from this podcast, they can keep you alive for so much longer than your money, right? You can outlive your money. You can outlive your brain. And so we need to start having real conversations, especially Gen X, around what it's going to look like to be 85 in America in 25, 30 years for us. You know what I mean? Like, what is that going to be like? Um, Say everything is perfect. Say all those stupid people leave. All the evil people are gone. Say life is actually pretty sweet. You still got to have something to do. And you still have to have a plan. You know, we're living so much longer. And people are staying healthier so much longer. Or they aren't sick enough to die. So, like, my mom, like, she's been sick for I don't know how long with some form of memory issue, but she's not close to death, not 
I wouldn't say she seems close to death. She might be. I'm not God. I don't know. But she's had this disease for a long time. I look back and I think it started showing some signs in her early 70s. And then it started to just keep getting more progressive. And I just kept making changes and adjusting, thinking this is normal aging. And then by 79, I was like, oh, no, she this is something. And then she got diagnosed that when she was. Uh, uh, well, she was in her 80s when she got diagnosed, but I definitely noticed something was off by by the time she turned 80. Um and I think she didn't get diagnosed until, like, um, 83. But, I mean, seriously, there was something off when she was in her 70s. And when I look back, I can see it clearly now. I just thought she was, that it was just part of aging. But then the judgment and the stuff she was hiding, you know, like masking. I mean, this is something. And I think if you're... We can learn a lot of powerful lessons from the way people have not aged gracefully ahead of us. You know, um, I'd love to see all these octogenarians out of the government making very huge decisions for all of us. Um, It's scary. It's scary because these are real conditions and people have them and they don't know what causes dementia, which means everybody can get it. So something to think about moral of the story if you have an iphone do the update immediately when it's done go into settings go into airdrop and get rid of that you know bring our phones together feature just just click touch it and turn it off that is not safe um the next thing i would say is pay attention to what's going on Read your local newspaper, read something, know the news, know the climate. People are getting laid off at an alarming rate. They're going to blame COVID, I'm sure, for all of our financial woes. Uh, this, this inflation thing has been horrible. You can see multiple CEOs on YouTube at all these different events talking about how they just can't wait to, you know, have a recession. They're trying to throw the economy off because they need to reset it or all this stuff. And it's like, what? So you want people to suffer. When you say the economy, you do recognize that that means people and their families, you know, and things were going to have to change anyway, because we have so many old people. And then I've been focusing so much on the healthcare system because it's not ready. It's not. And they have no medications and they have no, I mean, we're going to have to heal ourselves and we're going to have to take care of ourselves and you're going to have to take care of your loved one uh, who gets a memory issue. And uh, you're going to have to learn all these things yourself. I've been focused on that part. But the other piece is not all, they're old, but they're also going to be problematic in that from an economic standpoint. Because even if they don't get sick, they're not going to be buying things the way they used to. Those high-flying people who spent all their money in the 80s and bought stuff and, you know, greed is good, those people are now the people we're talking about. That 30 years later, you know, they're in their 70s and 80s, and they're not spending like they used to. They can't contribute like they used to. And it's going to be, we need a real leader 
We really do, and they need to not be in the age group I'm talking about. So, it has been uh, well documented how I feel about this. And so, everybody else is going to be unprepared, but not us. All right? So, don't get scared. You have a skill. You have something right now that you can do that no one else can do. And if you're interested in it, if you feel like you could use some cash, there's something that you can do that will pay money. And it won't be hard. You can, If you used to have a profession that you were good at, you could write an ebook, And it won't even be that hard. Because you have the knowledge. You're not writing from, you know, like, like a gone with the wind or something. You're writing something that you know. You don't have to channel anything or create anything. It's coming from what you already know, you know. And, uh, yeah, you can, and it's so much easier now. You can do an ebook. You could write a bullet point presentation, something that you could just put up on a site and charge, you know, a, a, a nominal fee for, you know, three or four bucks. You know, you don't need to sell a million, but if you sold a million, if you really bring value, you will sell a million. So just figure out what you're good at that that you could share and that people could benefit from. Because what we're what will never go out of style is serving people. And my dad used to tell me all the time, you are here to serve. And I never really got what he was saying, but I'm telling you this. In the last several years of my life, God has taken my hand, just like in the scene in The Best Man, when uh, Morris Chestnut makes uh, Tay Diggs pray, when he like grabs his hand, like, oh, you're going to get on your knees. Like, God has been doing that to me. You're going to serve. You're going to pray. You're going to be uh, an asset to the collective, whether you want to or not. And we have worldly concerns, but we also have spiritual concerns. And I believe God is making people pay attention. Like it's time to to uh, get on your knees and serve your community. And I don't mean anything sordid, because I'm sure people will be like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't pray anymore, but you will get on your knees and pray and you will get on your knees and serve. And if you do it on your own, it's better than when God takes you by the hand and makes you <laughs> get on your knees and pray. I'm telling you, it's a painful process because I I resisted it for a long time. Not that I resisted God, but I was just like, serve what? You know, and that's the problem right now. Everybody's serving themselves and not the community. And I believe the biggest takeaway is going to be, huh, all these evil people got sucked out of the world. All these crazy people who mean harm to people, they just disappeared. And we are all just serving each other. And when we serve each other, that serves God. And that's a God life. And that's the good life. I'm not trying to preach or convert anybody. I'm just saying. It, it it brings you so much peace. It gives you so much comfort. It makes you feel uh, calm in a chaotic world. And I don't know who you pray or who you worship, but uh, God has done a work in me 
and I'm just trying to help. So I hope everybody has an amazing weekend. Thank you to my new Spotify followers. Uh, Wherever you listen, I appreciate you. Spotify is trying to catch up with Apple. Apple uh, is the place where most of my listeners come from. I appreciate all of you. I hope you find some nutritional value in this podcast. I'm always trying to, to give you something that will make life make more sense because that's what I would have liked when I was younger. And I certainly still like that now. Like I still like learning things that I think I should know. So I hope this helps. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, sharing. If you want to support the podcast at, um, I think it's dollar sign, just media works is the cash app. Uh, yeah. Thank God for CBD. Thank God for you. It's black history month, but guess what? I'm going to be black next month too. Take care. And we'll meet back here next week. Be your best.